0: Well, welcome to another special Care Home Management Magazine podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Hemsley. I'm the publishing editor at Care Home Management Magazine and delighted to be joined by Sandeep Rathod, who is Partner for Immigration at Edwin Co. Uh, welcome, uh, Sandeep. Now, today we're going to be talking about sponsorship of... Uh, foreign workers and how big an issue this is around sort of uh, filling a lot of staff vacancies in the social care sector. Um, How big an issue has this become and um, why is now a really good time to be discussing this topic?
1: Hi, good morning, Steve, and and, and thank you for having me. It, it It's a big issue at the moment, you know, certainly the care sector has been the sector, one of the sectors hit hardest since both Brexit and the COVID-19 pandemic. And the reality is, for those in the care sector, that there is an acute shortage of workers within the UK labour market. And what businesses have found themselves doing, certainly since 2021 onwards, is having to look outside the UK labour market for workers to fulfil shortages within their businesses uh, to ensure that they can meet their clients' needs. Right. In
0: terms of... um how quickly they've adapted to that i suppose you mentioned brexit and the pandemic but it it's an ongoing problem isn't it That for care home so when, with your sort of, with your clients have you found them reacting quite quickly are they sort of in sort of desperate straits i suppose in trying to fill these vacancies and and how are you helping them
1: yeah no certainly so what we've what we've noticed is that there's been an increase in businesses applying for a sponsor license from the home office Now a sponsor license is uh, effectively an application made by the business through the Home Office to request permission for the organization to lawfully employ both EU and non-EU nationals who are not resident in the UK to work in certain eligible roles. Now there were two fundamental uh, events that took place which I think have contributed to care home operators, sponsoring foreign workers. Firstly, there was the introduction of the health and care worker visa from August 2020, which is for individuals that are working in the NHS or for an NHS supplier or in the adult social care. Now, that visa allows for 50% reduction in visa fees. There is also the exemption from paying the immigration health surcharge uh, and a quicker turnaround time on the processing of the visa application. Now, following that, there's there's obviously the, the huge cost saving for both the individual and the employer. Following that event, the government following the recommendation of the Migration Advisory Committee in February 2022 widened the UK's shortage occupation list. Now, the shortage occupation list is essentially a list of jobs that the UK government deems to be in short supply within the UK labour market. And what we saw in February 22 was the widening of the list to include social care workers, care assistants and home care workers. Now, Steve, those roles were never eligible for sponsorship initially as uh, they fall below the relevant skill threshold that qualifies for sponsorship and therefore by adding those roles to the shortage occupation list was effectively seen as a significant boost to decrease the pressure on the care sector workforce uh, which as i'd mentioned was hit hardest by both Brexit and the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah. with
0: all these with all these changes then that have been announced uh, with these different schemes is it less Um, complex for care homes to sponsor workers are the government identifying I suppose there are issues it is something they need to do are they making it easier for for care homes
1: well it was certainly helpful for the home office to add social care workers and care assistants to the shortage occupation list because it has given care home operators the ability to now sponsor those roles where previously they simply couldn't what we'd like to see the home office do is to make this a more long-term option for those in the care workers so I, I would prefer for the Home Office not to remove social care workers and care assistants from the shortage occupation list. Actually, given that the Home Office at the time, when they added it to the shortage occupation list, they did say that this would be a temporary measure.
0: When we talk about issues that uh, you've seen with care home operators when sponsoring foreign workers, you've touched on different things. so far, but In terms of issues and I suppose what breaches we might see, I mean, covering those two things together, what are the main issues that care homes need to be aware of and what are the breaches they may risk?
1: Whilst a business may not generally encounter too many difficulties with um, the process to obtain a license, many businesses or or those within the business that are nominated as the key personnel on the license are not aware of their sponsorship duties and compliance obligations uh, placed on them from the day the license is granted. Now, at the license application stage, the authorizing officer that signs off on uh, on the application is required to declare to the home office that they have read the numerous guidance documents and that they are aware of their sponsorship duties and compliance obligations and that they will continue to abide by them for the duration of their license yet in our experience we've found that some businesses that we've spoken to have simply not read one single page of the home office's guidance documents Um, And just to, you know, highlight to you, Steve, the, the guidance document spans across at least five to six separate documents totaling just over 250 pages. Now, that's alarming because Home Office do undertake compliance visits on sponsor license holders. And if at a compliance visit, the Home Office officer discovers any breaches of a sponsor's duties or compliance obligations, they simply will not hesitate to take compliance action against that business now taking compliance action can take the form of three things firstly the home office officer has the power to downgrade this business's license to a b rating uh, which means that the business must comply with a time limited action plan pay a fee and are prohibited from sponsoring any new workers until they have regained their a rating the other course of action the Home Office officer can take is to suspend the business's license pending further investigations or, in worst case scenarios, full revocation of the sponsor license, which, quite frankly, can have serious consequences for any migrant worker being sponsored that business
0: what what are the most common breaches then which are being made because obviously not having read the guidance not being aware of what they should be doing is there a common mistake that many many care homes are making
1: there can be various um instances of breaches you know things ranging from um not carrying out right to work checks but it may be helpful if I give you an example of a Mm. serious breach that we we recently encountered for a client that had contacted us who had recently been visited by the Home Office's compliance officer. And during the compliance visit, they discovered that there were approximately three care workers who were not being paid in line with their certificate of sponsorship. Now, Steve, we know in the care sector that most care workers are paid on an hourly rate basis, depending on the number of hours that that worker works. uh, And that can often fluctuate. Now, the, the client in question had stated on the certificate of sponsorship that the the employer the employees would be working 39 hours a week and that they would be paid an annual rate of 20,480, which is the minimum rate to pay for those falling under SOC code 6145. However, the reality was that for the first two to three months of the workers' employment, the, the care home operator simply couldn't guarantee the hours for the workers, uh, and therefore they were being paid well below the annual rate of twenty thousand four hundred eighty. Right. Now, yeah. Yeah. if you look at UKVI's uh, sorry, if you look at the Home Office's guidance, that is seen as a mandatory ground for revoking the license. Now, that's just one example of how you know something that may be seen as a, a, a relatively minor issue. Can have serious implica- implications because that is deemed to be a mandatory ground for revoking a sponsor's license.
0: It's a serious thing, isn't it? To try and get um, correct, and, and and you said uh, yeah, he could be downgraded, except if these these breaches. So I suppose uh, just quickly talk about yourselves. I mean, you, you would help the care homes to obviously ensure they don't make a breach and and you obviously know this this um this 250 page web document you said very well is that the way it tends to work that you know care homes at what point do they come to you for advice on on this whole topic it it
1: can be at two stages we we often have clients that come to us Um, are thinking about applying for a sponsor license um, and we therefore assist the organization with that process but also help them to understand what their sponsorship duties and compliance obligations are and we help the business to put into place relevant process maps which they can incorporate within their existing HR recruitment Um, functions to ensure that they are able to demonstrate to the home office that they have the relevant processes in place to be able to ensure that they are abiding by uh, immigration and employment laws and are undertaking good immigration practices. The other side to that is we we often have clients that come to us where things have gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we generally tend to do is firstly undertake a mock audit on that business where we come down and we put on our home office hat um, and inspect their processes and review their personal files just to get an idea of what is the current processes that they have in place. Um, And we then work with the client to ensure that we can get them into a position whereby if the home office were to come and visit them and inspect their, uh, uh, their files and their processes, that they would be able to demonstrate to the Home Office with confidence that they know what they're doing from an immigration so perspective.
0: So as a care home, if you have a sponsor's license and you don't you want to avoid breaches, uh, you want to make sure your processes are correct. What is best practice here? And what would your advice be to care home providers having listened to this podcast and understanding the, the issues? What should they go and do? Well, they should they should be
1: getting their HR personnel and senior management into the office and those also who are responsible for management of the sponsor license to undertake a review of their processes um, and ensure that they have robust recruitment and record keeping processes in place, review their systems that they have in place to monitor immigration compliance. So what we're talking about there is, do they have effective systems to monitor the visa expiry dates of their foreign workers? Are they regularly undertaking right to work checks uh, and also in the correct manner. Um, and being able to demonstrate that should they be visited by the Home Office, they would be able to provide the compliance officers with the necessary documents and information to show that they are doing things correctly and compliantly.
0: Yeah, so looking ahead, um, if care homes are getting this right, they are complying, they are um, have their processes in place and they are correct. Is there evidence that this is working this the sponsorship scheme uh, with government and with care homes is it helping to solve the staffing problem it
1: certainly is it's it's gone a long way to assist with staffing problems I mean the the, the clients that we've spoken with have found it helpful that uh, they are now able to sponsor care workers Uh, and as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast you know we do want this to be a long-term thing and we do want them to remain on the shortage occupation list for as long as possible. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, the care sector is is one of the sectors that has been hit hardest. At the same time, what we've seen is the home office tends to have concerns with the care home sector. And what we have seen is an increase in compliance visits by the home office um, to make sure that care home operators are doing things correctly and compliantly i guess what we'd like to see in, in 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 the future is maybe a little bit less pressure by the home office with their compliance visits and therefore hopefully if we can see a a, a reduction in in compliance visits by the home office that would go some way to uh, alleviating the pressure on businesses that do have a sponsor license and are maybe a little bit concerned that they're about their processes that they have in place
0: Okay, and if people want to find out a bit more about Edwin Co and how you could help them, uh, maybe you could give us uh, the website address or phone number. Is there? Are there any? Uh, have you done any research or papers that people can read on the website, or how could they contact you and find out more information?
1: Yeah, so absolutely, Steve. Um, we, we are a full service law firm, um, and we have a dedicated immigration webpage which um, outlines the current visa categories available. There is a, a dedicated page for those considering applying for a sponsor license uh, and understanding what that process would be. Um, There's also a dedicated section for those that already have a sponsor license and may have been visited by the Home Office and are facing some form of compliance breach. Uh, Our website does give some helpful information on how we may be able to help with the process going forward.
0: And the website address is?
1: Uh, It's www.edwinco.com.
0: Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah, really important issue. And thank you very much for that insight and advice. Uh, That was Sandeep Arathald from Edwin Co. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Steve.